honestly, <laughs> we're laughing already because we just started. But that song is the ultimate grandparents in the room. And that's when you see, like, you know, the older generation, all they did was wear, like, smart attire everywhere. I, I've got uncles I've never seen in the jeans. Oh, my days. Like, <laughs> a shirt, a leather hat, a leather coat, good shoe. Don't forget the kangle. It has oh, to be yeah. a kangle. If it's not a kangle hat, they are not official. And if you haven't got at least one uncle that wore dress pants everywhere. Honestly, with a brown leather shoe. And then there's a dance, the step, the step. The step, the, the turn, turn. Step, yes, step, step, the turn, step. and then the swirl. They swirl the woman, and then look what we've become, boy. Now it's been over and touched her. We have failed. We have failed, boy. Sodom and Gomorrah in here. Uh, we was trying to find a formal way to start this, but there really isn't. Um, the first thing we can just say is just thanks for locking in. This is the Girls from Foreign podcast. I am Miss Casey. I am Cairo. And basically, it's just pretty much saying, in the UK, we are not British. Mm. In the West Indies, we are not West Indian. Mm. So we are just girls from foreign. Mm. And we're literally just going from there. So, I mean, if you came to this podcast, just know it's going to be a little ignorant. Mm. It'll be informative. Definitely, 100%. A little bit more ignorant. Um, But the main thing is just to bridge the gap through experiences and just to show that we have more in common than different. We want everyone to learn something too. It's not always just about our experiences, about other people. So we're going to invite people to come and talk about what they've experienced, what they've gone through, their culture, um, what they love about the UK, what they like about home, um, the do's and the don'ts. Also, the little things that we do that's unique to our culture as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but also a lot of informative information too. And what I will say is if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, if you have a suggestion... We are on Instagram, we are on Twitter under Girls From Foreign. On Twitter, we are GFF underscore pod. And we, we want to be involved. Talk we, to us. And we want you to be involved too. Just We love to hear what's going on. We want to hear from your perspective what it's like to be British or in the Caribbean or vice versa. Or if you're from the States, what's good to people in the States as well? Um, what's your experience about being from the West Indies and how you're treated too? So... Yeah. If you can't hear it already, yes, we are from London, UK. Um, I know, especially for myself, being born to two immigrant parents, there is a very interesting way we are raised over here because it's almost like you go to school and you realise people are different and you don't realise how they're different until you really dissect that your parents are raising you like how they would back home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know um, if you can touch on this as well, Clarice, but I know for me, even seeing certain things as an adult, when I walked into a corporate space and seeing people eat tin soup, I was absolutely mortified, <laughs> especially that <laughs> cup of soup, because I will never forget, I could smell something strange coming out of the microwave as I was warming up my lamnet soup from the day before. And, you know, the guy was like oh, I can't wait for my soup. So I'm looking at his soup, thinking it's going to be like my soup. And then I see the man bring a cup, some cup, plastic something, out the bag, <laughs> pelt in water, and gone in the microwave. So I said to him, where's the rest? He said, what do you mean, where's the rest? I'm like, um, you said soup, where your dumpling? Where he you was mean? like, it's bread? a cup of soup. I was like, no, but where's the soup? Yeah. And he was like, you never have a cup of soup. And I was like, no. no. And this is me in my big 20s in a corporate space. So it's... It's a lot of things 
that we don't even realise that we did differently to other people. Obviously, there's the normal generic, you know, how we cook and all of that, but we want yeah, to also touch on... Sunday, clean the skirt, yep. Wait, did you say skirt and balls? Don't trigger me, please. I think please. for myself... Skirt and balls, don't do that. about the love your grandma, the love I have for my grandma. Um, um, I was raised by my grandma, as well as my mum. Shout out, granny. Rest in peace too. And it's just looking at how the grandma plays a significant role in a lot of grandchildren's life. And you don't realise the importance until something serious happens to them or as you get older and you hear people not have that relationship with their grandmas. You're like, wow, um, I, I don't really know how to relate because grandparents are meant to be everything. So, yeah, that's me, really. I, th- I think we should probably just let them understand a bit. So, as I said before, both of my parents are West Indian born. So I was raised by them. And this country has a very fancy law that if you was born after a certain date, you are not entitled to birthright citizenship if your parents are not UK born, which technically means that I am on borrowed citizenship and I am actually classed as an immigrant's child and a lot of us are. And then we have a lot of people in Clarissa's situation where their grandparent... Is, me, was born abroad, but yeah, you, you let them know your story. So sorry. my parents were born here, but um, my grandparents, both sets, came during the Windrush generation, so they Windrush generation, um, from St. Lucia, got my St. Lucian people out there, and for me, I was raised with both my grandparents, um, mainly my mum's mum, but I learned a lot about my culture through them, like how to cook, the language, what made us unique from other islands, and... Yeah, it was like my mum and my dad never shunned away from us being, well, from them being St. Lucian. It was, yes, you're Lucian, yes, you were born here, but I want you to live both lives. I want you to understand what it's like to be Western, but I still want you to be comfortable in your roots too. So the language was in my house every day. It was no difference. The only difference it was is when I was into school and I realised I was different. That was the only thing. I was learning that I was translating from early where most people were just speaking English. Please don't say school, because I don't know if you can relate to this, but... Okay, so my mum's born and raised in Barbados. She came over pretty much as an adult. Her accent's very strong and prominent to this day. Big up, mummy. So when I'm in, for example, English class, and I'm writing... One thing you know, West Indian people, Caribbean people, what we do, is we use does anywhere. Mm-hmm. It fits... That's what it is. It makes sense. So when I'm now writing my English essays, so I'm doing English speaking, and I'm saying, you know, I'm putting does in places that it shouldn't be according to, you know, the, the Western world. They're just like, no. But the way they treated us, it was like, we're stupid. But it's not that I'm stupid. Everyone in my house sounds like this. Everybody in my house mm. has an accent. Everybody in my house, you know, does things a certain kind of way. So you as a teacher... To be able to acknowledge, okay, this child's used to this environment, let me, you know, look into that, whatever. Instead, it decided to be difficult. But then again, school, we spent most of the time out of class anyway. That's how me and you met in the first place. So Yeah. Oh, so just to give you a brief description, or not brief, brief background of how me and Miss Casey met was met in PE. And to cut a short, <laughs> in PE? A long story short, uh, we got a look. Just say Lady Saw Sycamore Tree was the tree that united us. No, but it wasn't just that. It was what, but that was the one. But you know where it started from? It started from a girl's uniform. No, no, it was before, no, no, that was, that was part two. That was part two. Part one was, 
there was a particular day, it was within our first two weeks of school, it rained. And what I mean, you know one of those rains where it's like those mornings where it looks dark outside, that's how rainy it is. So both of our parents said to us, you better not be out there doing no pee in the rain, you know. Because the way our school was, was that we did PE in the local park next to our school. Because it was like a big open space. So from early, she, my mum already told me, if she come back and she found my uniform wet, it's going to be me and she. Now, <laughs> teachers are teachers. When your mum say it's going to be me and you, it's going to be me and you. So it just so happened, PE time come now, the rain pelting down hard. So it just so happens that, you know, as I was unable to attend said session in the rain, I was sent out. Then and behold, on my way out, somebody else has also been sent out <laughs> who is now also on this podcast with me. Yeah. And then on top of that, not only did we get sent out, so in their way of sent out, we were sent separate to the rest of the class. But we was in shelter, we weren't in the rain. So the way I saw it is, my mum ain't beating me for you, you know. Because first of all, my hair just get done. Mm-hmm. This is a new blazer. £45 money was spent just on the blazer alone. So my mum weren't playing with me. And she had to play drag queen and fee as well. So they sent us out, not knowing that that was probably going to be one of our most favourite days to date. At 11 years old, being sent out, started singing soca, started singing Lady Saw, Sycamore Tree. Then we started like just knocking songs. Wait, you know that song too? Yeah. And then we got sent out from being sent out who was apparently enjoying being out. And boy... We're here, uh, Six, 16, 16 years later, still talking shit. Yeah, and it, it is one, yeah, that's just one of many memories. Um, but I think the fact that it was songs that brought us together just shows you that how different you can be. Because songs that were normal in my house, like prior to 69, I'm singing with her, and people are looking at us like, What are you singing? And I'm like, I'm singing this truth, and as I've got older, I'm deep the lyrics. But yes, eleven years old singing prime time sixty nine. That's true. So yeah, so that is how we've met and how we've stayed friends. Yeah, we've had and they're gone because a lot of people don't let things go. And a lot of people, they think one disagreement means you and that person can't can't get on. But I just feel like when you understand people's personalities, mm-hmm. you, you it, it just works. Just know I'm not throwing her away. I can't. I, I don't like people. So she stayed here for life. Yeah, it's because she likes food. That's why. <laughs> but one of the other reasons... We, yeah, yeah, you laugh in your glass. One of the other reasons why we wanted to do this as well is because we've noticed there's a major disconnect happening. Mm-hmm. So as people get older and, you know, people have children and they want to pass down the culture, sometimes it feels like they only want to pass the positives. Great. And people think, you know, just because there's rice and peas in your house on a Sunday and you may know, you know, a one bougie. or two, like one one Beres, one Buju, that you are now a all Vestra, seeing, you know, West Indian. You might sing a little rick, yeah, Yeah, people, people know, like, you know, a top ten songs, and then they feel like this is what it is to be part of the culture. Don't get me wrong. The culture's lit. Lit. But you can't really be saying, oh, yeah, I'm from the culture, and then you're using terminology like Caribbeans with an S. Where'd that come from? 
That doesn't even make sense. That alone is the the first giveaway. And I'm saying that to say that we're not all painted in the same way because I see a lot of stuff online, whatever. For me personally, if people say to me, you know, where are you from? I say London. Yep, 100%. And often that is met with, but where are you from from? Because sometimes, you know, I, even though I don't have an accent per se, I do have certain terminologies that will slip out here and there. It will probably come out during this podcast, depending. You know, if you stay with us, you will hear it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, oh, but where are you from from? And I have to explain to them, you know, my parents are from here and, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I also spent a lot of time around my West Indian family, go back home mm-hmm. a lot. And my mum is one of 12. So that is a lot of people and a lot of accents. My dad has a very strong accent as well, and he's from a big family as well. So around me is not voices that even sound like the one coming through the podcast now. Mm, My family members have very thick West Indian accents. And I just say West Indian accents because obviously they're from more than one place. But my family is predominantly Bayesian and predominantly Montserratian as well. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of different sounds. So you can imagine my dad's strong accent, my mum's strong accent, and there's me going to school in this Western world just trying to write a little English essay and my verbs are all over the place. So, <laughs> but that's literally what it is. But see, what would you say your defining moment was when you realised that your family <laughs> was West Indian? It's a weird question. But I think, the moment you realised they were you know different. What, I, it always goes back to the moment when... I think secondary school definitely changed my perception because in primary school, I didn't have to worry about being different. It's when I realised Zook, that's an example, and I'm singing Zook tunes... And only certain people know, and I'm like, okay. And then I'm going to family parties, and I'm listening to, not just Zook, I'm listening to songs from Congo, I'm listening to songs from Sierra Leone, I'm listening to Nigerian songs, I'm listening to Ghanaian songs, and I'm going back to school singing it. And people who are just from the West Indies know it. I'm like, okay. And then it's once, I was in French, and I could translate, and I was like, oh, here it goes. And then my teacher's like, oh, where's your parents from? I'm like, oh, they're from the UK. They're like, no, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, my parents are St. Lucian. They're like, oh. And I was like, yeah, they technically speak broken French, which is not a Creole. It's like, oh, you different. And I'm like, well, what's different? Because I'm me. Like, I me lit. I love the fact that your story is so authentic. <laughs> and it is so pure and PG-13. <laughs> yeah. I realised my mum was different when she, you know, had to pay the school I was at a little visit because of a comment that was made. Mm. So we went to an academy. I'm not going to give them that promotion because they don't need it. Mm. But we, it was, you know, quite... Well, they tried to be strict, and I said try. We were dominated by white teachers when most of the students were black. All right, she said it. So we had two black teachers for the five years that we did, and the cook who was major, and the security man. Call him a security man. Yeah, but that came late. That was that was the evolution. That was our last year. In our first year of school, my math teacher was the only black teacher apart from the chef. Well, at least you had that because mine wasn't. So So what had happened was, because I'm just going to tell the story because people don't believe me when I say, like, my mum is a very non-nonsense woman and I love her for it because she's now installed that in us where we, if we don't agree, we don't agree. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was quite athletic in school and I had gotten scouted at one point to go on a, a sports team. I'm not really going to go into the sport because don't ask me to participate now because I can just about run to the shop. So I beg. <laughs> and right now my fellow belly said no. So don't invite me to nothing to do with running, jumping and skipping until I can get my carnival body back. Anyways, you have to be honest with the people. 
I'm all at home looking at the macaroni pie eating. <laughs> so, anywho. So, at this point, I've been this height since school. So, I'm mm. five, seven and a half. Mm. My growth spurt came around year eight times. And I've just been this height ever since. But those times, I was like, skin. We was all marga, marga, marga. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, you're 11. That's the so convict. Long story short, the head of year was supposed to sign something for me to give me permission to go to this, this whatever academy it was. Because it required me to leave school a bit earlier to go. And... You know, as I was coming up the stairs to go to her office, the one of the teachers started yelling at me. So I didn't understand what was going on. And she was pretty much just saying my skirt was too short. So I'm confused now because this is a new skirt. What are you talking about? Mm. And then they're basically saying they could see my knees as I was coming up the stairs. Now, if anyone would like to tell me how you get up the stairs without using your <laughs> knees, feel free to let me know. Also, keep your invention to yourself and make your money. Because I was walking up the stairs and I got told I can see your knees. Now, I thought knees came into play to get upstairs. But apparently so. Seeing my knee for half a second while I went up the stairs was too much. Mm. So, a woman started yelling at me. So, I'm thinking, all right, cool, whatever. So, I said to her, oh, yeah, you, um, you need to sign this form. Mom's already signed it, blah, blah, blah. She turned and I said to me, well, tell your mum I can't be bothered to sign your form the same way she can't be bothered to buy you a new skirt. Sour. Now... I just had to clarify. Are you sure? I was like, you want me to... She goes, tell your mum I can't be bothered to sign the form the same way she can't be bothered to, sign, to get you a new skirt. So all I could say was okay, because at this point, I had a detention that I weren't going to go to, so I needed to be out within a certain amount of minutes to get through that gate, because I weren't going. And for those who are saying, what kind of school child, first of all, I got my 14 GCSEs, okay? What or was it 13? Something. But it was more than 12. That's what I know. No and it was A stars to Bs. Okay, thank you. Anyways. So, when I got home, mum's now cussing at me. She's like, did I ask you to do something today? And I said, yeah. And I, I had to share the message. Now, if anyone's seen Kevin Hart's skit about when the mum allowed him to swear for the first time, <laughs> you understand that when your mum gives you instruction... That is the instruction. So I said, Mom, you know, she says she can't be bothered to sign it the same way you can't be bothered to buy me a new skirt. She's like, what do you mean I just buy that? And I said, um, well, they said they could see my knees when I was coming upstairs, <laughs> so she didn't oh, sign it. Mum was like, oh. Now, she just walked away. Now, if anyone knows my mum, she usually speaks. But you see when you just say, oh, I'm like, oh, shit. Now... Next day, nothing happened. I thought, okay, maybe she's calmed down. The day after, I'm sitting in class. And I can hear this voice in the hallway. And I could recognise his voice, but there's no way I could recognise his voice because the voice I can recognise shouldn't be in the hallway in my school. <laughs> so my mum had come to the school, bus past security, and the way our school was shaped in an L, she literally walked down the hallway and just kept going through the double doors until she could find this woman's office. Now, I had one or two choices. Be called out of class by my own mother, or all of a sudden, I needed to pee. So I left the classroom, and I could see her coming through these doors. So I'm like, this is happening. So before she can get to my class doors, I directed her to where she needed to be. And, you know, long story short, that was the day everyone knew that my mum was a non-nonsense Bayesian woman from Britain's Hill. So she still is today? Yeah. Um... Fast forward, every parent's evening from that date forward needed to be done by my oldest sister. So, yeah, I cannot confirm nor deny the actions of that day, but all I can say is that's the day I realised 
that yeah but guys i just want you to understand that <laughs> the school we went to was a unique school and those who went to that school that know us and listen to this they can relate because they've experienced something and yeah but they, after that they left me alone not, though what's it, there's no exaggeration here literally what she's saying most, it did happen but what happened was it was a calmer version than what happened um because our school was something else but anyway that's a guidelines different man, guidelines guidelines different, that's different though but from that day mm. i found that they didn't you know they didn't really push with certain things because i find with them as well they had a certain narrative about us anyways mm. and it's interesting because i found from early how he was in school was not like how he was at home in terms of how we would speak, how we would... We'd be a lot more relaxed at home. We'd be a lot more ourselves. Even, like, the food we eat, everything was different at home. And when you left your house, yeah, it trained us from early to be... Almost, like, leave your West Indian identity at home or Caribbean identity at home and... Multi-B's just just learn to blend in yeah. and it's interesting because even now working in the corporate world i always say it to people like our culture is probably the most disrespected in the uk people can say it isn't but it is bearing in mind our culture dominates the uk well i, I will say i'll say we're second not in the sense of our yeah. language, the way people talk. Yes, in a, yes, music, I agree because a lot of, of the way we speak in London is heavily influenced. People come to London. I'm like, I want to eat jerk chicken and rice and peas. I'm like, babe, there's more to life than jerk chicken and rice and peas. Have you ate a fig? Have you had a flying fish? Have you had a green banana? What else have you eaten? Have you had a dashing? Have you had a breadfruit? Have you had saltfish with the um dumpling? There is more to life than Jamaican. Church can rise people. No, but there is, but we need to also acknowledge the influence. And I agree. That um, Jamaica is. Do you know what I find it? I'm going to go off topic, but we'll be back. I just find it interesting how how much influence Jamaica has had across the world. And we're even talking like beyond Bob Marley. Like even the way. Sean Paul allowed us to have dance on the fit. Sean Paul. (laughs) We're not getting to Sean Paul next. But like. Just the way that you can hear if someone's from London and even the way like certain quote-unquote slang words are, mm-hmm. a lot of it has come from Patois. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing two Turkish guys Talk. from somewhere in Clapton meeting up with each other saying, well, what? Well, what? Where are you from? Turkey? But then at the flip side, people still want to be disrespectful and think that, you know, Jamaicans are a certain kind of way. It's true. And... To me, even though they blanket us all together, mm-hmm. even if they didn't, you still have to speak. Because I find that they... Like, even for myself, my work colleagues to this day think I'm Jamaican. Because that's all they know. But it's funny because even though they've, asked, they've asked. It's, they've asked where my family's from. They, they know what's going on. But they automatically think I'm Jamaican. And every Sunday... My roast consists of jerk chicken. First of all, jerk chicken is like barbecue food. It's like standard. it's like that sort of like party food celebration. Yeah. People are not just jerking chicken every day. It's a standard like, dish. There's more. I, it, I wouldn't even say it's a dish like that because I would say people have jerk chicken, but it's not one of those things where people just outside with jerk. the pan open mm-hmm. doing it. Like, but that's what I say. Even that there's more to Jamaica than jerk chicken and rice and peas. There definitely is, but, but then no one ever educates themselves to learn that. And I'm like, 
But do, is it education or is it just ignorance? Because I feel like people know and just don't care. Well, if you're ignorant, you've got to suck yourself because mm. we're in a day and age here where... Ooh, we cussing real early, boy. Because the way in a day and age where information is available, the internet's real free. Oh, Lord. You can Google search. If you want, like how I've educated myself for a certain thing, you can educate yourself for a certain thing. If you're quick to fly to the country, quick to learn their history too, be. And that's another thing as well, like, when it comes to going back to the countries, you know, of your heritage or whatever... It's like... Is your glass empty? Oh, my glass is not empty. Thanks for checking. And when it's... People need to learn to go back beyond the festival time. Like, one thing I can say that I commend my mum for is that she was very open with our family dynamics Mm -hmm. and she let us know from early, don't ever think you're any better Mm -hmm. than your family lives back home. Mm -hmm. We are all the same. Mm -hmm. And if anyone disrespects you know west indian people they're disrespecting me and they're disrespecting you because you are my child so for me when it comes to family back home we had that relationship outside of crop over season Mm -hmm. we we had that bond i knew them i knew much i knew a lot about my um yeah and where my great grand as in my mom's grandma she only passed away in 2016 but she was 100 years old rest in peace rest in peace to her as Mm -hmm. well like, even just spending time with her and just getting to know about the family history and just getting to see your family and just being able to relax in your children, it's weird because I almost felt more at home okay. in the Caribbean than I do in the UK mm-hmm. because I feel like we're constantly reminded that we're not supposed to be here. And also, you know what's annoying about hair sometimes is when you look at a form or any application and then they've got these subcategories and it's like... But we ain't got one. We've got Black Caribbean. <laughs> and even if they'll be like, Black British Caribbean, Black British African, I'm like, what is it? Because reality is, if I'm Black British, I should just be Black British, right? I'm not going to lie to you. I've ticked white before because I wanted to get this job interview and I applied four mm-hmm. times and they kept rejecting me. I'm like, me! And I said, you know what, let me try something. So my surname's Double Barrel. So mm. I took out one surname and I just left the other one. The first one or the second one? I took out the first one. Okay, clever. And I reset the same CV in and I just ticked white. I ticked white other. Ah. Because obviously other they don't know if it's spicy or not. So spicy just white, white other. So I remember I was at the interview place and they called my name and I stood up and the woman kept calling my name. And I thought to myself, straight off the bat, before the interview started, I already knew I didn't want to work there. Mm. because you focus too much on something mm. that you really shouldn't have because I'm sitting there I mm. have all the all the things you require for this role and more and the funny thing is it was going to be an in-between job so I was actually get applying for a job that was a step below what I just previously come from mm-hmm. but the way she called my name so many times as I was only person standing up mm-hmm. and twice I said you know hi that's me I just said alright this, this probably won't be my space because that part, they always say, you know, we do not judge, we don't discriminate, and they put a nice little speech. But just having the woman call my name so much times, and I'm literally next to her saying, like, mm-hmm. hi, that's me, I thought, hmm. And then she went, oh. Oh. So I was like, yeah, hi. Is everything all right? She goes, no, it's fine, but I know what she was looking at. Mm-hmm. But that same company, I applied so many times. Because you know when you really, you're, you're just trying to get... Because with me, I don't do unemployment. So, 
especially the current workplace I was in at the time. Yeah. I just wanted to get out. This one I was working out of London. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, does it? Yeah, it was, it was quite race-heavy, that office, if one just could say that. And, um, yeah, it's just things like that. So I see a lot of conversations online talking about identity and people being delusional. And if you're not West Indian born, you can't claim this and you can't do that and this, that, up, down, round, and round. But I just want peace. <laughs> but you know what? I but that's that's me because this is why deep. I wanted to do something like this just to bridge the gap. Yes. Because for me, we all know the difference between nationality and ethnicity. We I know it. So. But like I said at the beginning it's of this podcast, is like we know we're from the UK. Yeah. But when you are in a country that constantly reminds you you're not British yeah. and then you've got a law that supports the fact that you ain't supposed to be here you're an immigrant child yeah. and then you reconnect and you make sure that you know you go back home and you do all this stuff then when mm. you go back home you're British and then when you come to the UK yeah, it's no you're you're not British so it's like over here we're identified as people from the Caribbean but in the Caribbean we're identified as people are British, which is why we are girls from foreign, because you can't win. So the way I see it is, do you push the culture and drink your liquor and mind your business? That's that's just my way of living, because even for me, I'm just kind of like, I don't ever feel like you need to do too much to prove something. Mm-hmm. So for example, when I go to BIM, and you know I go see my cousins, mm-hmm. we'll be having conversation just like I am now. Yeah. We might have a few drinks, I might joke around and throw some dialect in, but it doesn't mean that you have to force something. So I'm not going to get off the plane and be like, yeah, we're going on, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do too mm-hmm. much. Can't do that. Mm-mm. And, Battle. you know, I think sometimes people yeah. try and do too much, and then this is where the argument starts. Agreed. Because you cannot 100% say that you understand what it's like to be born and raised in the West Indies. You cannot. Unless you're born there yourself. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. You you cannot say it, but you can identify and you can also respect the differences, but Mm -hmm. also understand the similarities because the way I see it is, if push comes to shove, where you think we're going? Because it's not just let me go over there and and pooch back a little bit, you know, and and go and and fit and whatever. It's, It's beyond that and especially when I look at my family, I look at the journey and how big we are. And I don't know about other people on here, but my family was very affected by the whole thing of this person got sent for, this person didn't get sent for, some siblings were raised back home, some was born abroad, and this one Mm -hmm. got more than me, this one got a better life, this one dead and left land, this one do this. It it was a lot of that, because you've got quite a big family, and the circumstances was different. And people were moving around, so mm. I think a lot of people might be able to understand that 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 error. Yeah, I get that. Land, so my mom's from that era. Really, land's really important as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, my mom's from that era where she was one of the kids that was left in the West Indies. Mm. So imagine you have such a big family and everyone's scattered around. Some's raised by aunties, some's raised by grandma, some's raised by uncle. Mm-hmm. Some got sent for, some's gone to here, some's gone there. Family's gone to Toronto, family's gone to the UK. It was a lot of movement. Mm. So... When she came over here, even, like, my siblings were over there. Yeah. So, when she came over here, the one thing she wanted to do was make sure that the family unit she then creates, we we are together. Mm. We stick together. We 
we stay in touch with our culture we understand the journey we know who's our family we know you know we got to create those relationships because she was very big on it because especially in her generation there was a lot of separation mm-hmm. and even them now as adults as much as everybody knows each other you can still kind of see you definitely see the separation you can definitely still and see the small divides and but what makes everyone unique and why they clash and, and this is why for me no one can't say I don't call. I call and I contact everybody. If you don't pick up, fine. Mm. But you can't say I didn't call because for me, I am not passing down no beef that has nothing to do with me. Don't ever if, carry on your family drama if it really is. Mind your thing. business. If anything, we are the generation, and that's the same my age, but like 25 plus, to break the generation curse. Just because your parents experience it doesn't mean you have to do it. If anything, it means, okay, mum, dad, auntie, uncle, I hear you went through that. But it means for my kids, future kids, X, Y, Z, I don't want them to experience that. So a lot of the things that you don't do, I'm going to teach myself to do to make sure they feel comfortable to not feel like you. And it's not a bad thing. It just means there's growth. Yeah, and I have love for all my cousins. And even Mm. on my dad's side of the family, like, I'm aware that my dad was also the sibling that was, you know, back home while his parents came here. And then he came here and had to get used to having a whole new set of siblings that he hadn't met yet. So on both sides of my family, they have similar experiences where they're the West Indian-born children. Yeah. Um, in terms of dynamics, you know, eventually you get to know your siblings and it's, like, normal, but mm. can you, you can only imagine how it was for them. And then they're raising us the best way they know how, mm-hmm. and they're raising us in a Western society where it's, like, we're going to school and seeing different to what's in our house. Western's the point where... Some people, they have curfews. Um, yeah, but this is the thing. No, like, honestly, because what? at my big age now, you know, I come across people and they're like, wait, you live in this area? I've never seen you before. I'm like, look, you, you don't understand me. my mum. My mum will beat me outside yeah, yeah. if she has to because I had curfew. So when I'm hearing people all in school years now in big drink up and ting, I know all these people of different age gaps. I'm like, when did this happen? Because the last time I checked, when school was done, well, my well. mum knew how long it took to get home. Mm. and if I was back after that threshold there's questions I think for me for the point where I had a curfew and sometimes I'm not going to lie I did break it but now being an adult <laughs> I'm not going to lie I did there was days when my mum my mum did some mad did some people know but I feel like even now as an adult I have the, the way I was meant to be as a child I am as an adult so I'd be like mum don't call me mum don't text me I'm telling you why I am this is that she's like but you're an adult but I'm like but when I was a kid you was always underneath me telling me can we talk about that though? Because I'm like, what the hell? I, I don't understand. Yeah. Per- they can you this talk work. to me? Nah, <laughs> you're asking for explanation. That's a lot, you know. I know. But- I'm not used to not having my mum be. You go. F- it's going from. I need to know everything you're doing straight, literally, and I mean straight, straight to. You're an adult. Look, you didn't. Oh, it must be nice. Me. At my bit, your mum's like, which part you going? I'm like, um. I'm like, oh no, I can't call. Well, but I just think even for me I just still have respect for mum to say look you might not like where I'm going I'm going here I'm going to do this and if I'm coming home I'll come home if I don't I don't but then this is the thing like I find a lot of the parenting skills was like that because mm-hmm. even when it came to dating it went from oh, don't bring a man home don't go out here and get pregnant don't do all these things to where's your man and where's your child first of all right when did the switch start and second of all, like, it's rough out here in these streets, okay? So, I think it's better if we are childless at this current time, okay? I agree with that. Um, my mum 
tried to say through me. She said, oh, when are you going to bring her or him home? I said, look, we ain't going to have this conversation. We never had a conversation in the past, so we ain't going to have it today. I love the way mm-hmm. your mum was so soft. Your <laughs> mum's like, there's more to life than walking up and drinks. I said, are you sure? Because that sounds like a good time. She's like, I'm ready. I said, you can be ready. But the day I introduce you to whoever I date, just know it's legit. But for now, let me just enjoy myself. Do you know what you should say? Me. Well, you remember, yeah, when back in the day when you used to want McDonald's and your mum asked you got McDonald's money? My- <gasps> now, if they ask for grandkids, ask me you got grandkids' money because the last time I checked, a bottle of wine and some SMA is quite equal. And SMA got what's it called? Security test. So I can't even teeth it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even teeth a nappy. Inflation. I know, I know wipes are like 60p if you want to go cheap. But no, but why would. No, nah, but, but why I can't would see you? SMAs in the local but ceiling what? test. No. I'm like, what? You've got to get the I'm sorry. Like, if you're in predicaments, no. you've got to consider teeth and a nappy. <laughs> Do you know what? Instead of trying to teeth the nappy, use the chain you got and buy a Magnum, man. I just. Maggie and Stardust. But, no. I'm just saying. Be having a kid, obviously, I don't have and I can't speak, so mums do not come for me. But I mean, it must be hard. So, the way, yeah, I just couldn't relate. I can't relate, uh, yeah. yeah. And do you know what it is, yeah? People but will say, I you... people that do it, but it's just not for me. Do you know what? You you have to take your hats off to people that do it because you know, when work is finished, I don't even want to talk when I get home. Could you imagine coming home and raising a whole person? Oh, I'm tired no. already, and sometimes not more than one. I will fully have no edges if I came home. From a long ass day of work and had to raise children, especially by myself, oh my god, my edges will be eat out. Really edges, Honestly, when next time you guys see me, I've got no eyebrow and my edges nyamwe. And then you guys will have to understand, but I'll be like, boy. Oh, you are. Catch, PTS- <laughs> catch PTSD every time the Lego brick hit the floor. Because oh. I can't do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm being, look, we have to be serious for the people. Uh, honestly, this is just a snippet of what we're like and what's to come. It's just an introduction to who GFFR, Girls of Forum. Um, in the next few episodes, you'll hear a bit more. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Oh, you're, oh, because you know my mouth was getting yeah. hot, you're locking but me up. just to end it, we've got to end it the way we started it. You ready? But wait, 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 wait. Before oh. you end it, okay. don't forget to let the people know. Oh, yes. So we're going to do segments. We yeah. want to... This is a conversation. This is a family. Yes. Again, the aim of this podcast is to bridge the gap. Agree. So we're going to have Q&As on both our Twitter and on our Instagram. So do you follow? Right. And on Twitter is GFF underscore pod. And, and on Twitter... And on Instagram, Instagram is Girls From Foreign. Woo! Right. So what we want to do is encourage you guys to contact us. We want to hear everything. We want stories too. We want to hear mass band stories. Did you ever go abroad and whine on your cousin by accident? I want to hear it. Did you, you know, did you ever have a... Long-distance relationship through carnival? Long, long-distance... Listen, I'm t- no, I'm sorry. Just so you know, we should have been in B.I.M. this week. Celebrating, dancing... No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, some people do, though. No, but I can, I, can see what, I can see what you're trying to do. You're trying to end it. But all I've got to say is this. If you go abroad... Wow. And you don't know nobody there... And you decide to give away your guinea fowl to a beach man. <laughs> he is not your man. Man, your man is my Take man. the dickie and leave. Man. Because yeah. what I keep hearing is people think they've got relationships abroad. And then when you find that you are paying immigration fees, and then the man don't even pick you anyways, oh. I don't want to see no one bawling oh. outside for murder. Oh. Because oh. who's saying you're there? Well, that's what happens, though. You heard enough girls go but you know, to these countries and do things, and you're like... Mm-hmm. And that's my advice for the evening. I think every every episode, <laughs> I'm going to give some, you know, life lessons. That is my life lessons. If you go abroad 
and give away your guinea fowl. Do not fall in love because it probably belongs to somebody. And that's how, that's all I have to say on that. You ready? We're going to sing our favourite tune. One, two, <laughs> three. Oh! Oh, you see, technical support already, man. Honestly, I don't know who gave us internet, but we'll see you next time.